0: Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that your will be done as it, on earth as in the United States all through 2024, through all of the political rallies, through everything that's happening in Israel, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We praise you and we bless you for it. And we thank you. Today is the day of salvation. Rejoice and be glad in it. Mylon Lefebvre but home to be with the Lord. I called him. I, it was just in my heart to call him. And uh, and Christy was, was there. I married them 25 years ago and ordained Christy during the ceremony. We had an ordination service as well. And they were together 25 years and they were apart only one night in 25 years. And Milan called, weeping, and he said, "I'll never do that again." <clears throat> <clears throat> well, Mylan and I go a long way back, long before Christian was involved, and uh, <clears throat> I was just talking to him about different things and and, and <clears throat> prayer and. So forth, and I said, "Mullen, how are you?" He said, "I'm healed. Glory to God, I am healed." And I said, "I agree with that." And we just went on and on and on. I mean, we talked about doing uh, his song together without him, and uh, we did a video of it, and, and so. <clears throat> I uh, talked there for a good little while. What But you know, it went on and on. Christy said, he said, Christy, I'm going to die in my own bed. I'm not going to die in some hotel someplace. He said, you put me to bed right now. She said, I had just put him to bed and the phone rang. Now, I have a point to this. She said, just a little while after you called. Said, he looked up and he smiled and he said, Christy, I love you and I'm healed. And he breathed his last breath. I'm glad I called. This last year was a big year. We had our 40th anniversary in South Africa, 40th anniversary in in uh, the United Kingdom and went to those different places. <clears throat> I text, text Gordon Robertson. And uh, I said, what about Pat? I'd like to see him. He said, the sooner the better. So instead of clearing customs and, and where we clear there in at Alliance Airport, well, we just filed at Virginia Beach. And he was on a <clears throat> he, he was on a on a, a on a bed. It was kind of a gurney thing. Ninety-three years old. And uh, Gordon said, uh, Dad, Brother Copeland's here. And he looked up and he grabbed me by my coat. And he said, man, I love you. I am so glad you came. Well, I anointed him with oil. And I thought, you know, he's probably tired. I need to get out. He just kept pulling me back. He wanted to talk. (laughs) He he wanted to talk. So I anointed him with oil and um, kissed him on the head. And and we talked about all kinds of things there for a while. And the airplane came home. He went in and gave instructions to all the family. Told them all what he needed to do. Gave Gordon their, the the going home service. He said, if you spend more than an hour on it, I'll come up out of that box and put a stop to it. <laughs> and so he had me had Jay Seculo there and he said, you know, I don't want Brother Copeland to do the message. And then Surprised everybody, Gordon didn't tell this part. He had written down. He gave Gordon instructions. The man's going home.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's done. Yes, sir. Yeah. Finished his course.
1: Yes, sir.
0: And nobody knew this until hmm. <laughs> at the last. He said. My dad said he wanted a Dixieland band playing when the saints go marching in to follow him out. I mean, everybody just shouting and praising God. That's what a homegoing service ought to be. Amen. Amen. I told George, I wrote it, I said, hey, I want them to squall and bawl. <laughs> I said, what do I care? I ain't going to be there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's right. laughs>
0: Amen. This is the way we ought to live our lives. Yes. Yeah. And you cannot do it without a working knowledge of prayer. Right. <clears throat> Let me unpack here. <laughs> so now... The first scripture I want to read will be from the Classic Amplified in the book of Ephesians 6. Now... In the sixth chapter, verse, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your uh, union with Him, draw your strength from Him, that strength which is boundless and might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies. The deceits of the devil, for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against power positions and powers and master spirits and so forth. Put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day, having done all and so forth. Stand. Look at the 18th verse. Take the, or 17th, take the helmet of salvation, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. Now let's read that. And, um, Ephesians 6, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, where he wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth Having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying. That's what that armor is all about. Now there are other things there. But that's what the full armor of God is about. All manner of prayer. There's the prayer of faith, the prayer of petition, the prayer of intercession and prayer of commitment. But prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. So here again, let's go to the book of Hebrews. Now, the 11th chapter, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good, good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen are not made out of things which do appear. And God didn't create out of nothing. He created it out of something you can't see. That's
1: right. That's right. That's
0: good. Now, let's get a definition of faith again. You need to write this down. Kenneth Copeland Ministries is now the publishers of the classic Amplified. now. So, Amen. Well, Zondervan was through with it, and the the paperback is back ordered. I don't know how I don't know how far back, but it's in paperbacks. We'll continue. It came out in paperback first. We'll continue with that from now on because we'll use that in prisons and, and everything. And uh, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Oh, that's strong. Of the things we hope for being a proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, prayer must begin on the promises of God. My father in the faith, Oral Roberts, said this. He would say it publicly. He said it to me a number of times. And then I heard Brother Hagin say it. the largest failure among Christian people is a prayer failure. And one of the main problems is being feeling oriented. I feel like he heard me. I don't feel like he heard me. Well, see, your physical senses will, will get you in trouble in, in the yes. field of prayer. Amen. Yeah,
1: that's
0: right. yes. So you don't depend on that. That's right. that's well, what does the book say? What does the book say? Yes, and this is a book of blood covenants. There's, there's not anything light about this at all. And we lost a lot concerning the King James, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. But actually, that didn't, that didn't right. It is actually the first covenant in seventeenth um, chapter of Genesis. When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. He said, I am El Shaddai. I am the God who's more than enough. I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, you don't have to accept this. But this is my decision. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. Thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. The H, Hashem. It is the H in yod He, vav The first record of a covenant name change. Now, I will establish my covenant between me and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee, an everlasting covenant. I will give unto thee thy seed after thee in the land where you're in a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, you'll keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and thy seed after you. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. You shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the... Uh, of the covenant between the two. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man, child in your generation. He that is born in the house, bought with money, any stranger which is not seed. He that's born in my house, he that is brought before with, uh, with money must needs be circumcised. My covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. The uncircumcised child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off. He's broken my covenant. God said, as for Sarah, Ai, thy wife, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give you a son also of her. I will bless her. She shall be a mother of of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said, shall a child be born unto him that's 100 years old. And Sarah is 90 years old. Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Now listen to this. God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. You'll call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. He named him, gave him his name. As for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I blessed him. Make him fruitful, multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes will beget. I will make him a great nation, but my covenant I established with Isaac. That started the fight that's going on right now. Because Ishmael was half Egyptian. Are you to him. Yep. Yes. And she saw to it that he had an Egyptian wife. Mm-hmm. And another religion came out of it. Yep. Do you remember and Philip went down to Gaza? And joined himself towards the Ethiopian, yes, and he was reading Isaiah, right. led him to the Lord, and baptized him in water, and God translated him
1: yeah.
0: so that little that's been a hot spot for a long time. That land belongs to God. It doesn't belong to Israel. He said, this is my land. And I'm letting you live on it. Now, this is very interesting. Our first president, George Washington, opened his Bible to the 17th chapter of the book of Genesis. He had on a brand new brown suit. He's a tall man. And he opened it there. And he declared that this nation will be one of these nations. And then he leaned over and he kissed the Bible and just shocked everybody. And he looked up and he said, you'll be our God and we'll be your people. Now, I pray for my partners every meal. Every meal I have, I pray for my partners. I'm believing God for a million partners in the United States before the end of 2024. And remember your covenant with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob who become Israel, and George Washington. The first act of Congress. George Washington designed the United States flag and it had 13 colonies up in the corner. I bet you we're all sewed it up. Never dreaming that one day there'd be 50 stars instead of 13. This nation belongs to God. And that's the reason there's so much fighting in the streets and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a yell of young people that are wearing that all that mess. Some of them do anything for a little money and don't have any idea what the thing is. On.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Now, you remember the four horsemen in the book of Revelation? You remember the pale horse? That isn't right. Check it out. It's green. Hmm. What's the moss's color? green. We're there folks. <laughs> Glory to God. So we have to be a people of prayer and we must know the difference between the prayer of faith, the prayer of petition, the prayer of intercession, and the prayer of commitment we, we must know that now <clears throat> of course we <clears throat> I read the definition of faith, and of course, the prayer of faith is in the eleventh chapter of Mark. Let's look there. <clears throat> There's more here than just these few verses. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this from the Classic Amplified because it has a footnote about it. That's excellent. In that uh, 13th verse... And seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same time as the leaves. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the fig season had not yet come. So what happened? think about it. How many times have you seen pictures, artist renderings of the original couple eating an apple, but then they covered themselves with fig leaves. Come on. And this tree paid the price.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Now, there's a whole lot more to that than this. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Yes. One of the things that you need to pick up on. Now, concerning that, I won't spend much time on it, but think about this. How many times, just, it's just in the book of Mark. How many times did he go to the temple? How many times? Did he go to the temple? Let's look it up. Yes, sir. That beggar was there the whole time. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. You sure. Yes, sir. No wonder he was expecting to receive something. That's right. He's thinking, My boys are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know good well Jesus didn't pass him by. He That's kept right. telling Judas, but give them, put something in this man's hand. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Expecting to receive something from him. That's right. right. Amen. That's right. Can you see there's more to it than that? Yes, That's the reason you need to not just pick these things out, yes, but do some tracking. Uh-huh. Yeah. tracking. Okay. And yes, there was only one centurion. His name is Cornelius. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's only one there. He's the one that built the synagogue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's the one that had the, the the servant that was sick. He's the one that impressed Jesus with his faith. Yeah. Right. I'm not important enough for you to come under my roof. You speak the Word only.
1: Well,
0: yeah. I'm a man of authority. Yeah. I tell a man to go where he goes. I tell one to come, he comes. Yeah. and yes, do sir. this, they do that. Yes, sir. You just speak the Word. He'll yeah. be healed. Yeah. Jesus said, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel.
1: That's right, That's right sir.
0: That's the reason he said at the crucifixion, this must have been the son of God. He knew who he was. was Mm. Because he spoke the word. And his servant was him. He built the
1: synagogue. At his
0: own expense. So what happened? That's the one God picked. Come on. Yes, sir. You're gonna be number one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise so Lord. prayer was involved in all this. Yes, that. sir. Right. Right. Amen. In this case, it was the spoken word. He said, You say the word only. That is a form of prayer. Yes, amen. There is there is prayer of worship, Mm -hmm. but the Lord had just instructed me. In fact, when I came here, I really had something else on my heart. And this afternoon, the Lord said, no, 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 we're gonna do it this way. (laughs) Well, you know, I just work here. (laughs) Now, the prayer of petition. Let's go over to 1 John chapter 5. This is a letter. There was a time the Lord had me just read 1 John every day. It was just a letter to me, so just read it every day. Boy, you just wind up writing all kinds of notes. God is life, God is love, in him is no darkness, in him is no death, in him is no hate. Now here, well, yes, sir, I can do that. Here is a, here is a prayer that feelings get so involved in <clears throat> Verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood. Now, when you see that from now on, don't just kind of go by that. I mean, this is a blood guaranteed covenant. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When? When you confess it. Not when you feel better about it. I struggled with this years and years and years ago. And and I I said, Lord, I'm not I'm not going over there and preach again tonight. Why? you am here. Why? Well, you know. Well, why? Well, I really I really lost my temper. I didn't cuss, <laughs> but I wanted to. No, I, it was, there was enormous amount of pressure in that meeting and it had it been really hard. And, uh, he said, didn't you confess that sin? I said, yes, I did. Now listen to what he said. Pastor Nancy, he said, when you confessed it is not when I found out about it. Uh-huh. He said, that's when you got rid of it. Mm-hmm. He said, do you believe what I said? I said, yes, I do. Well, What difference do your feelings have? He said, get, your, get a hold of your feelings. Get, get, do something about that. Yeah. I confess it. I sincerely confessed it. I repent of this. And then you can go over there to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Get rid of the sin that so easily besets you. Right, right. All of that's prayer. Yes. Every prayer of every kind must believe on the must begin on the promise that that it's based on. Yes. So here we are in First John. Let's go over here the fifth chapter. And we see here in the 14th verse, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he'll give him life for the sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for that. Okay. Let's go to Hebrews chapter six. And there's a lot of people ask about this all the time, so we'll just deal with it right now. <laughs> Hebrews 6, 4. Now look at this. It is impossible. Say impossible. impossible. Now there are people that say, uh, the, the psychiatrists say, then where's joy? Where where are you, Joy? Anyway, her husband's a psychiatrist. And a lot of people say they think they've committed the unpardonable sin. Well, there's not any such thing as the unpardonable sin. There's no such thing as that. Now, notice this. Thank you, Jesus. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, for God so loved the world that he gave, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the power. So here's somebody that's been born again and somebody that's been filled with the Holy Spirit, operated in the gifts of the Spirit, tasted the good of the Word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they fall away to renew them again under repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put Him to open shame. Didn't say God wouldn't do it. He it said it's impossible to get them to repent. Now, the other one, is in the 10th chapter. And let's look at the... Uh... Okay, let's, let's begin reading. 26 verse, if we sin willfully after that, we've received the knowledge of the truth, there may no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful look for judgment and fiery indignation shall devour those adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much sore punishment suppose ye that be he that thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. These are not baby Christians. So now when somebody wants to know, that's it. That's all part of people's prayer line. The problem, the problem there, they, they get to a place where it's impossible to get them to repent. Yeah. <laughs> They've given over and over and over to. Brother Hagen told about a woman like that. And uh, So we need to be aware that somebody that gets into that kind of situation has allowed their prayer life to get into a place where it's all personal. Little to no praise and worship. It's all about me. And it doesn't happen, you know, all at one time. It happened over a period of time. And it's somebody that doesn't study these things and doesn't study the different kinds of prayer and put themselves in a place where they can continue to serve God and humble themselves before Him. So now, let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, every man among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt unto every man the measure of faith. Every person. Amen. Think soberly. Think about it. Come on. The same substance, the same force that created this universe, and the God of the universe is living on the inside of us. Yes. Right. That makes us somebody out of nobody. That's
1: right. Ask me how I know. Come on. Yes, Come on.
0: But you have to yield, right. have
1: Amen. To
0: yield. Yeah. and pretty well take yourself out of the equation. And whatever, he's blessed you with. Oh, there's so many times, just sit down to have a meal and it just, I don't know, just bless him. Mm -hmm. All the time, bless my food, all the time. Bless this, bless that. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of your benefits you've delivered my life from destruction. You've forgiven me of all my iniquities and healed all of my diseases. And you fill my mouth with good words that my youth is renewed like the eagle. Glory to God. So it is an awareness in prayer of his presence. There was somebody who wrote a book, practicing the presence of God. Practice it. Just practice that. Practice his presence. Now you hear people say, Oh, God be with me. Well, I I prayed that for a while. And finally the Lord got tired of hearing it. <laughs> and he said down, you know, inside me, don't you understand that I said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? And you all had telling that, be with me. He said, I was with you before you started, and I'll be there when you get there. <laughs> He said, praise me. So I I get in the cockpit, I don't don't pray that anymore. There was one man, uh, he was a 747 (coughs) captain and the weather was really raunchy and it was snowing and it was a mess. And that's a big airplane. I mean, those great big old engines and his friend of mine was a flight engineer, and he was sitting behind him. And he did not know that this captain had accepted Jesus as his Lord, and he grabbed those throttles and he said, "She's all yours, Jesus <laughs> We have any helicopter pilots in here? Anyone flies a helicopter." Don't you love it? <laughs> right up on top of those blades. The mechanism that holds those helicopter blades down is called the Jesus nut. And it, that's what they call it. Because <laughs> it holds the whole rig together. <laughs> He's even in helicopters and most people don't know that. The Jesus nut (laughs) holding the whole rig together. Now, prayer is a constant communion. All the time, it's a constant communion. Every time, every every leg we fly, I lay my hand on the airplane, whether I'm flying or whether I'm in the cabin every flight. If I'm flying, I do it before we do anything, before we turn the master switch on, before we start an engine or anything. I just stop. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over this airplane for protection against every evil spirit every evil person, every wicked plan of the devil is bound and stopped and for Ministering spirits, lift us up in your hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone and keep us in all of our ways according to the 91st Psalm and bless our partners. Glory to God. Every trip, every leg. Don't fly without it. And if I'm In the helicopter, we use a helicopter service. And um, every time I I want to get in that helicopter and win those guys to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just have a big time. (laughs) So constant, continual communication with God about everything we do. Get in your car. Glory to God. I plead the blood over this car. It'll bump nobody. Nobody will bump it. When you dedicate your car to God, you haven't done that yet. And you're driving around in it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Lay your hands on it. Ministering spirits. And uh, Hilton Sutton and his dad, dad Sutton, I preached for him in Beaumont. And his dad, back when cars were really not much (laughs) and the old roads were rough, and he looked over there and his dad was, he was driving for him. He looked over there and he was just leaning back there with a smile on his face. And he just got through preaching. He was driving him in. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened his eyes. He was hearing music. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened his eyes and there were angels singing to him. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work. Those angels were singing to that old man. <laughs> things are real.
1: Yes, are.
0: And I was preaching in his church in Beaumont. And there were a the lot of, there were a lot of Baptist people in that area started coming. And, and there's one man, he was usually right on the front row and he was gone for a couple of days. And then when he came in, he sat right back in the, he came in the back door and just sat back there. And he was sitting there looking at me and suddenly he went. (laughs) And I saw him and I thought, what do you suppose he saw? And he came up and he said, may I speak to you? I said, yeah. I said, this is what he said. And I was teaching on faith and prayer and so forth in in that service. He said, I really got mad at you. He said, you just said something that just didn't fit my Baptist theology at all. He said, I said, I wasn't coming back. I don't want to hear that. But he said, the Lord wouldn't let me alone about it. And he said, and then the Lord finally said, said, the Lord finally said, go one more time. All right, I'll go one more time. So he said, that's when I came in the back door. He said, Copeland, the biggest man I have ever seen in my life, said he was right, he's right here right now. He said he, <laughs> he said you'd go along there and you'd stop and he'd whisper something in your ear and man you just take off. He said, he looked like Mr. Clean. Said, he's just huge. Don't ever forget that. Every one of you have angels. Jesus said, these children's angels are ever before the face of my father. Well, you don't lose your angel just because you grow up. You can get them in a situation where they can't do anything. Well, every time we get ready to go on vacation, one of these kids gets sick. That angel said, Well, we're not going again this year. (laughs) We were looking forward to it. Well, all right. Thank you. The 103rd Psalm. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who giveth all thine iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowneth evil, with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfies your mouth with good words so that your youth is renewed like the eagles." Now, and, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him and His righteousness unto children's children to his keep His covenant and those that remember the commandments to do them. And the Lord prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. The Lord, bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word. And that needs to come out of you.
1: Amen,
0: It's all in here. (laughs) Anyway, so they're involved in your prayer life. Yes. The joy of the Lord. All over the Psalms. So now, turn with me in the prayer petition now. And we read that in 1 John 5 4. Turn to 1 Samuel 127. Let's start reading with the 24th verse. 23rd, Elkanah, her husband, said to her, do what seems good, tarry until you've weaned him, only the Lord establishes his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. When she, she took him up with her, with three bullocks and so forth and so on. Now, The God of Israel, excuse me. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she had been drunk. Eli wasn't real sharp. he had some problems. (laughs) Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? She said, no, no my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I drink neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul to the Lord. Count not thine handmaid or a daughter of Abeliel, but out of the abundance and so forth. Eli said, go in peace and the God of Israel. Grant you your petition. So she has a petition. She said, let your handmaiden find grace in your sight. So the woman went her way and did eat and her countenance no more. They rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord. And returned and came to the house of Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Therefore, it came to pass when times about Hannah had conceived, she bore a son, and she called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for the Lord. Then the 27th verse The Lord hath given me my petition which I ask. She asked exactly what she wanted. She wanted a son. Samuel. My, the prophet of prophets. I mean, just this man. How powerful. And he was, it started when he was just a young boy. I mean, she just took him to the priest and just gave him He heard the voice of the Lord early on. Hannah put a petition before the Lord for a son. That's amazing, isn't it? She didn't want a baby, she wanted a son. she named him Samuel. Oh my, the one that anointed David as king. Isn't that amazing? David was a man of prayer and a man of action. He came up there and there was Goliath standing up there. Six weeks he'd been doing that. Every man in the Israeli army had been circumcised on the eighth day, including Saul. We go back to the 17th chapter of Genesis. Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. David said, "What do I get if I kill him?" I won't kill him. He's a covenant-minded man.
1: Yes. Amen. That's it. Amen.
0: And Saul said, you're just nothing but a lad." He said, I was keeping my father's sheep. And, a, and a, a lion got one of my father's sheep and I killed him. And a bear got one of my father's sheep and I killed him. That uncircumcised Philistine is going to die. And he's going to die today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir, come on. Hallelujah. The Lord asked me one day, he said, who, who made David king? I said, Samuel. No, he said, Samuel anointed him. Goliath made him king. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Amen. Right. Because he was covenant minded. Yes. Goliath made him king. So now... We see petition is very definite. What is the petition about and why? What's the purpose of it? Is it about family? Is it about uh, unsaved loved ones? Send laborers across their path with the word of their salvation. That's a petition before God. And uh, I prayed that petition. You know, Jesus said the laborers are few. send laborers are going into the field. So I prayed that with a young man. He said, said, my my brother is unsaved. And he said, he just won't listen. And he said, I'd like for you to agree with me. I said, well, yeah, sure, I'll agree with you. But I said, "Let's, let's just put a petition before the Lord. You see, the prayer of agreement is, that is a holy thing. And both of you have to agree and both of you ask. Any two of you agree together as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done them for them and my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst to carry out the agreement. Amen. And he said, whatever you bind will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed in heaven. That's a holy agreement. Willie, do you agree? Well, oh, I sure hope so. You're not in agreement. You haven't agreed. We go down there at that convention center in Fort Worth, and somebody has to sign all those contracts for all that money. Yep. And the money will be, well, you know, boys, we sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's no gre- agreement. An agreement is a covenant. Right,
1: that's Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: You yes. will have this certain amount of money, yes. and you will have it here at yeah. a certain amount of time.
1: Right, yeah. good. Yes, good. Sir. it's
0: good. It's yeah. good. There you go. Sign them. Jesus said, these signs will follow those that believe. These, these signs, they're his signature. I wish I was smart enough to, but Rick Renner did that.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen. You know, if you do what a wise man does, everybody thinks you're wise. So I, just, I just follow Rick real close. <laughs> and then text him or something and tell him I sure thought that was good. I told him, I said, I'm going to give you credit for that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That petition, the Lord hath given me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord The word there is actually return. I have returned him to the Lord as long as he lives. He will be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Petition. The petition prayer. Powerful thing. Just powerful. Write it down. Okay. Well, anything we pray according to his will. Well, all right. Let's go to the book of John 13 14 15 16 17 chapters of John. the covenant meal that changed heaven and earth. In this 14th chapter, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Okay, what are you going to do with that? You can't bounce around here. We're building a petition here. I can't let my heart be troubled. Yeah, but I'm so worried about Well, you're going to have to deal with that. Well, I'm not going to go in and with you. You're going to have to deal with that. Because worry is fear-based, not faith-based. So now you're going to have to deal with that.
1: Now, what am I
0: going to Well, just hold your place there. The 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent, I'm bold. I beseech you that I may be bold when I'm present. Look at the third verse. For we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So deal with it. Bring that thought in, put it in jail. Yeah, right. Just jail it up. Yeah. You don't tell me what to think. Yeah. Yeah. This is my mind yeah. and I have the mind of Christ. Yeah. So now I do not let my heart be troubled. I believe in God. I believe also in you. Hmm. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Well, what about over here in 15.7? Hmm. Hmm if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it'll be done unto you. Are you writing these down on your petition? Huh? Then you go back to the word of faith. Whatsoever thing I desire, whatsoever thing I desire, whatsoever thing I desire. When I pray, I believe I receive it, yes. and when I stand praying, I forgive if I have aught against right. any. That my Father in heaven forgive me my trespass. I'm building a petition. John sixteen twenty three. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give it you. Ask and you may receive, that your joy may be made full. All of these are petition prayers. And you establish that petition, and, and put it before the Lord. Yes. Now, and our our attorney, Dave Middlebrook, went to Old Robert's University. And I've had attorneys that before that they were attorneys, all right, and 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 Christian men. And but. But David became a lawyer to help churches. And we get him together and we put all the whereases in the, yeah. the wherefores and the therefore and this and that <laughs> and write all the scriptures down. Let every member of the board sign it. We place a petition before the throne of the living God. For before the courts of heaven, yes. and all of it is the word. Yes. So that the the accuser of the brethren, yeah. and we go over to the book of Hebrews and say, He that had the power of death, mm-hmm. that is the devil, right. has been brought, been to, brought to nothing. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's...
1: Amen. Hello, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: right. Really this, this this is what establishes prayer. Yes. In each one of these, yes, whatever it is, you go find the article right. of the covenant yes. that covers it Amen. because it's all blood backed. Yes. Amen. Praise God. We did 30 days of glory there in Fort Worth. I mean, we went 30 whole days. We had meetings. meeting. <sighs> Leroy Thompson had one of these and he gave it to me and everybody clapped. <laughs> it just means I've preached long enough. Hallelujah. Now, in the morning, I want to talk about the prayer of intercession. And um, it's very, very misunderstood. I set aside, and then of course, there's a prayer of fasting and so forth. And, but you know in this session, we won't cover that. I might mention a thing or two about it. When you're fasting, you're not changing God, you're changing you. You come to the place where your spirit is very, very tender and can hear the voice of God. So, but the prayer of intercession, that, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Then there's the prayer of commitment. Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus said, if there's any way to take this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there are people that pray that and just, it's just routine. My dad would pray in the way he always ended his prayer. Forgive us of all of our sins in Jesus' name. He would pray that every time. And he was in the life insurance business, and they'd ask him to pray. And the president of the company was Bill Darby, and Bill was a drinker, and he'd he'd say, Hey W, that's a pretty tall order you. <laughs> and Dad said, Well, yeah, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> He was a witness there. But I asked him one day. Now, I didn't, I didn't, do, I didn't ask my dad things out of disrespect. I said, Dad, um, what'd you do? He said, What are you talking about, Kenneth? I said, You ask, you end your prayer asking the Lord to forgive you of all your sins. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, but he he never, that never had dawned on me. That was his prayer repeat. Well that's not good enough. It's just not good enough. You you can thank the Lord. But if you make that a prayer routine. it gets to where it doesn't mean anything. so you you have to be very aware spiritually of what you pray and how you pray it. Is it something you just do all the time? Now, when I pray for my partners, every meal, I'd be very careful to listen because I pray for you, spirit and soul and body and financially and socially, family, job, church, all of those things. And listening when I pray, sometimes it'll the Lord will take it off out in, in another way. So it's not just a routine thing. And I made a covenant with God and with my partners that I pray for you every day. But then the Lord stepped it up. He said, no, I want you doing that every meal, every meal. Take the time to do that. And to pray for the nation. Pray for the nation. I'll tell you what, before we close, let's go to 2 Timothy. That's a good one to close on. Chapter 2. First oh, Timothy, Timothy, chapter two. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, prayers, supplications, prayers, intercessions, givings of thanks, be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified of in due time. That's a power. And he said, that's a first of all prayer. Not an occasional prayer. So we need to pick up on that. And um, to, to set that stage of intercession and prepare the place Wherever you're going, prepare why you're going. What, what, whatever it is you're going to do. Now, believe God. There's a guy came up to me one time. It's years ago. He said, "Do you just pray about everything?" I said, "Pretty well." He said, you're fool enough to pray for a parking place. I said, oh, I said, I pray for a parking place. You're the fool that drives around the block. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the day when World War II broke out, Abilene, Texas, I was born in Lubbock, but because of my dad's job at John's Business College, we moved to Abilene and it was head in parking like that, into the curb. And he had parking meters. How many of you that have never seen a parking meter? (laughs) Any of you young people have never seen a parking meter? You have really missed it brother. Yeah, you had to put money in the thing yes. for however long you are going to be there. And the meter maid would come by and mark yes. your tire with chalk. That's right. yeah. And she came by and that thing, that red flag was a uh, you got a ticket.
1: That's
0: right. So you, you keep plenty of nickels and yes. quarters. <laughs> but the pe- you, they would people watch. It was full of people, full of soldiers, full of people. And my mother and, and her sister, she came and went to drums and and we go downtown and watch the people. Just watch people pass by. Mm-hmm. And my mother's such a prayer warrior. She prayed for everybody. <laughs> she just prayed for everybody. She'd say, Kenneth, Jesus coming this year. <laughs> I said, is that
1: right?
0: <laughs> and next year, I, she'd say, Jesus is coming. I said, "Mommy, you said that last year. She said, I know it, but he's coming this year. Yeah. <laughs> she said that every year. All of her life that I was old enough to know her. She said it. Mm -hmm. She was so aware of his coming, so aware of his coming that she said it all the time, and she prayed all the time. Now I hear Gloria and I had gotten married, and, and man, we're just having a big time, and you know, and I'm flying all over the place, and thinking life is, you know, really good. (laughs) (laughs) She went home. She said, she went in her kitchen. That's it. I have prayed for him the last time. If he goes to hell, it's your fault. (laughs) Gloria got saved the next week and I got saved two weeks after that. You see what she did? She rolled all the care She got out of the way and just let him handle it. She said later, she said later, she said, you know, I could have done that a long time ago. I just, I just didn't know. I could have done that a long time ago. She got out of the way. She actually did First Peter chapter 5. Cast the whole of your care over on him he cares. And if you catch yourself caring, oh man, just can't get this off my mind. Don't be saying that. Yes, you can get it off. But you're going to have to renew your mind by going to the book and find those words. This is what it says. So this is what I believe. This is what I think. And this is what I say. I was having problems with my weight and all of that. So I decided I'd look up the word glutton. Everywhere the word glutton was also the word drunkard. Uh oh. (laughs) Oh. So I said, okay that did it for me. And somebody would come up and say, Brother Copeland, would you like to have a big piece of cake? I said, no ma'am, I don't drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? what does that have to do with <laughs> Well, They won't ask you anymore. <laughs> Well, i have preached long enough, a little bit over. Would you stand with me, please? Anyone watching this online, and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't let this moment get by. Don't, don't let it pass. Because it, today is the day of salvation. There I was. I'm telling you, 25 years old. Gloria was 20. Neither one of us born again. Until Mama threw her Bible down on the table, and I just thought it was a trip like any other trip. Man, by the name of Weir, he was a he was an executive, of Arkansas, Louisiana, a natural gas company, and I flew him to Shreveport. And Put the airplane up, you know, waited for him. Well, Gloria waited up for me. She And it was about 8 o'clock in the evening when I got in. She was still at the stove. And I, you know, and suddenly, oh, I'm telling you, it just rose up on the inside of me and I heard the word of the Lord inside me. Kenneth. If you don't get straightened out with me, you headed to a devil's hell, son. I said, I know it. But what do I do now? I heard my Sunday school teacher at the University Baptist Church in Abilene, Texas her words were still on the inside of me. She's a little short widow woman and she wore black all the time and a little black straw hat with three little artificial flowers right in the front of it every Sunday. That's what she wore to church. And she was Sunday school teacher. Her name was Taggart. She called herself old lady Taggart. And I heard her voice, boys, you have to ask Jesus to come into your heart. I actually thought that sound just as dumb as it did the first time I heard. It. But here goes, Jesus come into my heart. Peace. Okay. And my mouth felt like it had a block in it for about 30 or 40 seconds all the profanity was gone from that day until now. I never heard about a new creature. But when I found it over there in, in, uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, I thought, well, yeah, that's what happened to me that day. I became a new creature that that day and all things were new and all things were of God. And he just gave me, he just gave me some evidence right then, yes. which I needed. Turned me around. for it. And Then the same thing will work with you. That's right. He's done everything. He, he, he went to the cross. He went to hell and paid the price there. And he was raised from, from the dead, seated at the right hand of majesty on high, but he can't pray your prayer. That's right. He got hold of me but I had to do the praying. Yeah, My mother had something to do with it, but he, he, he arrested me. Uh-huh. Right. And I said, Gloria, I, uh, well, uh, come here, baby. She walked over there. She had her apron on. She walked over there and standing there. And I said, what if I, uh, what if I were to, give my testimony or or something? She went, hallelujah. (laughs) I said, hello, what what are you? (laughs) She said, I read the Bible that your mother sent you that you never read. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the kin precious. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all of these things will be added to you. So she looked it up. She said, well, I certainly need things. Take my life and do something with it. She never heard the word born again till the day she was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, he did. He took her life and did something. So you pray your prayer. Let's lead them in prayer. Just, oh God in heaven, I believe with all my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. Come into my heart. Take, my life, Take my life and do something. I receive you as my Lord. I receive, as my Lord. I, receive as my I receive you as my Savior. So I know by what you said, Jesus, I am now born again. I am born from above. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, and I'm determined to live for you. Now that I'm a believer, I'm not a doubter. Fill me now with your precious Holy Spirit. Overflow, just like on the day of Pentecost. I receive my supernatural prayer language. And just like they did, I believe I'll speak with other tongues. As you give me the utterance. Oh hallelujah. Yes, he is Lord.